Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of Rhythm and Wit, the podcast and video series where we discuss and explore the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in Oklahoma City and its neighboring cities, also referred to as the greater metro area. My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, singer, songwriter, guitar player, electrical contractor, a husband, a father, and my best friend for over 20 years. In today's episode, we'd like to welcome a special guest, my friend and bandmate, Dante Frame. Dante is a singer, songwriter, guitar player, bass player, a drummer, and the band leader for local indie pop shoegaze band, Pineapple Willows. We wanted to have Dante on to ask him about his approach to writing songs and recording in a studio, as well as booking gigs. We also asked Dante how he got started as a singer and what other skills he tries to cultivate outside of music that we should all try and work on. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds to keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Dante Frame, as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. And five, four. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit. My name is David Steele, and with me is... Dante from Pineapple Willows. We... We like to welcome our special guest, Dante Frame. (laughs) Normally, my co-host is Nick Campbell, but Nick is not feeling well today. So we didn't want to miss this opportunity to talk to Dante because uh, you're a great musician. I've worked with you for a while now, I guess. When did we meet? It was two years ago. Almost two years ago, because that was that summer of 2022. Jeez, God. So it's been a little while, but yeah, we did. But yeah, you're obviously the the singer and songwriter for Pineapple Willows. What you've been doing for a while. When did you start with that project? It's technically started at late 2019, but it kicked off in 2020. Yeah, right at the perfect time when everyone was doing stuff. Then, yeah, <laughs> COVID no. yeah, that's like the worst. Right, everything. It's that just, sucks. But you survived through it at least. Yes, we did. <laughs> and still going. Because yeah, I think I remember hearing the name back then because I was doing a lot with music in 2019, 2020 and then uh, yeah um, and then nobody did anything for a long time so 
but yeah, so what is the uh, the genre? What, what do you describe? Why would you? What's the elevator pitch for Pineapple Willows when you tell people about your band? Well, we kind of have to. We kind of have. We kind of like to go with indie pop and mm -hmm. indie rock, just because it's easiest. Yeah, it's like kind of a something that people can latch onto quickly. But sure. it seems like it's kind of molded into a lot more. So I usually spin emo indie rock mm -hmm. or shoegaze pop, yeah. and the shoegaze is mainly because every time we submitted to a curator and they said no for indie pop playlist they were like no we're this this playlist isn't for shoegaze and it's like i don't, uh, don't feel we're really shoegaze yeah. but i can kind of see it now yeah i i think i mean because i don't listen to a lot i know about like shoegaze but that's kind of a weird genre because it's really, I mean, shoegaze is because, right, the pedals that you use. I mean, oh, you're yeah. always looking down at your feet because you're Changing messing with back and forth. Which yeah. you, I know you like to use a lot of pedals, which is great. That's why I think that you're, you add, and we also played together in Stolen Cable for uh, a good year at least or more. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and so, yeah, you always use a lot of pedals in that band, but it was very perfect for that group because. It was that kind of icing on the cake, I think, is a nice little, or or it'd be more like the background kind of layering of, of big sounds and stuff. But shoegaze, to me, it's like, well, how do you describe that as a genre? If it's, you know, as a genre, it's just guitar pedal music <laughs> in a way, but it's that, that doesn't really describe the genre, actually, you know, so I, it's kind I, of a weird. I try and tell people, uh... But. Just think of very, very loud, noisy rock yeah. music. Yeah, it's, 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 I think it's like nice and dreamy a lot of times. Like you said, pop kind of a dream or like a indie, indie pop. I think that's a pretty good descriptor, in my opinion, anyways, just from listening. It just, just makes sense. Yeah. You recently released a full album, right? Called Pixelated Mem Memories. Pix yes. Pixelated Memories. Fantastic uh, album. Yeah, fun to work on. that was fun. Yeah, because I even did some work on that yeah, <laughs> with you, you recording-wise, anyways, which was super fun. Uh, and hearing, listening to it, and hearing some of the stuff that I recorded, and seeing how Tyler, your producer, put it together, um, was fun. Because I, you know, I usually, normally in my process, I record it, mix it, and do everything myself. So it's kind of interesting to. Do only, not have to do everything and kind of pass it on to another person to complete. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's I had some questions about working with Tyler because you guys have known each other for a long time, right? I mean, well, we met in high school, but okay. we didn't really like, you know, connect connect until like after high school with a couple of music things before he had moved to Nashville, mm -hmm. and then yeah, that's right. And then when he came back, it was like, oh, you do music? <laughs> How you doing? Hey, right. So that's that's cool. So you already had a, a soft connection, or at least you knew. Yeah, each other before, we. I, but... the, like first memory I remember of me and him is like <laughs> meeting in the choir room and. Hmm. He had a guitar and, I, and then we just started singing some Blink, yeah. Blink 182. <laughs> nice. It uh, was fun. That's cool. So yeah, and he's a he's a bass player. Was the bass player for Pineapple Willows for for a long time, I know. And uh, but your producer and and recording engineer and all of that. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you like what 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 
uh, tips would you have like from working with them and because you've done a lot of recording I think more so than probably most musicians that I even you know you meet I think a lot of musicians are usually the recording thing is like kind of the last thing you know for a lot of people so it's kind of hard to get to that but you do you've got a ton of releases on Spotify but what kind of tips would you have for someone for recording and how do you like prepare to go into a recording session can you talk about that process a little bit as far as anything that comes to mind I would say the best amount of advice first <laughs> off would be to f get on the metronome mm -hmm. and play the song to the metronome follow it you'll make recording and the engineers time easier you'll have uh, plenty of time per your money so mm -hmm. make sure to just play along with the metronome know the song when you come in don't try to sit there and record a song in six hours and try and yeah. figure out what you want to do right. with it like don't write the song in their studio <laughs> like have it done everything done before you go in be ready to go and know what kind of sound you want for the so you can tell the lead or head engineer mm -hmm. That's, that's always tip. very important. They want your input mm -hmm. on how you want it to sound yeah. versus how they want it to sound. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I, would, I would say those. I think, yeah, that's a good point as far as like even having like a, an album uh, or, you know, know an album that you want, like an existing album of whoever it is, a popular band or whoever, and say, this is what we want it to sound like at the end. I think that may be a good thing probably too along those lines mm -hmm. because especially when it comes to mixing i know it's it's good to i never I haven't done a ton of stuff for other you know bands and stuff but i do know that it's important for the mixing engineer and producer to have stuff uh, a reference album to kind of you know try to get it towards it's very helpful to to, for that so exactly um, but that's a good tip for sure because uh, I guess let me back up a little bit because I didn't properly introduce everything you do you're a singer songwriter guitar player and a band leader for pineapple willows but you're also a bass player and a drummer um, you played with pineapple willows and stolen cable what uh, are there any notable bands that you've done I guess in the past, I don't know. Uh, I should know this. <laughs> I played with Confined to a Singular Form. Yeah, that was kind of recent. Uh -huh. And then Kylie Higgins, whenever she was still in Oklahoma. Cool. for her for a while yeah because i know like i said that's what kind of made me think of that so you play bass for a lot of bands or, or you know it's like you're open to doing that for sure which is cool i love playing bass yeah for bands. It's so much fun <laughs> it's i mean i think it's the best instrument <laughs> in yeah, my opinion really? no. but <laughs> uh yeah no i think bass is like there's something to it for me that's i think it's the rhythm is what i love the most 
because uh, you don't have to be on rhythm with the rest of the band. You can do your own thing. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think, but for me, it's like I listen to the rhythm, like especially. I think that I think that my favorite instrument is actually drums, but it's not that I want to play drums. That I like, I like listening to the drums. <laughs> so, like as a bass player, that's what I'm mostly listening to. I think is you know following uh, their rhythm, the drummer's rhythm, and. And I take a lot of stuff from the rhythms, from the drums, and incorporate it into my rhythms. Um, but I think that that is the, the kind of my driving force into why I love bass is the, the rhythm and the movement in that is super fun for me. Um, but how long, so you, but you're mainly a guitar player. I would say you're mainly a singer. I think that, you, that in my opinion, you're one of the best singers I've ever worked with for sure, as far as, especially male singers. I mean, that's kind of a, uh, you have a very high range, I think, which is fun and cool to record for sure. <laughs> uh, but how long? So how long you've been singing, or like what made you even start singing? I, I assume it, you were very young. Oh my god! <laughs> it literally, yeah. Like when I was young, I have a video of yeah me singing with like the elementary school choir, and like I just get the notes and pitch perfect. Mm -hmm. And that natural ability. Yeah, and I thought everyone in our class could do it, but I guess, no, I just <laughs> yeah. had a natural aptitude mm -hmm. for remembering the notes and reading them. And so I would sit there for hours in my shower, like, humming video game mm. songs. Like, tunes, like, like the like kind of 8-bit or whatever kind of... Yeah, those, yeah. Just like the, not even a song, but like the melodies. Like my those. Digimon games, yeah. <laughs> the Pokemon games. Yeah. Sonic Advance 2. Yeah. hum those endlessly for hours mm. so yeah but you were always working on the note like kind of nailing the notes as far yeah. as your vocals I, I was working on That's that cool. my whole life and then finally it came one day uh, we were in theater and one of the theater kids was supposed to sing the song he couldn't hit this note I know I could yeah and people were like well haven't you why aren't you in choir and mm -hmm. I was like oh I don't know I've never thought about yeah. it and so when I got into it that's how I discovered that I could actually yeah. sing quite a bit yeah that's cool so that was like what like middle school or even younger like that was that was elementary. senior year of high school oh wow that's a so you really didn't you've been singing forever but you didn't actually know that I get had, into singing yeah. properly until high school that's interesting for right sure. senior year I learned everything I needed to know oh yeah but it's probably easy to get into it after I mean having the kind of natural skill that you had that's a uh, interesting Thing I didn't, you know, because I think that a lot of people, most people even in the world, like, will have certain skills and they're really good at things, but they don't realize it. And even, especially when you're young, but even as adults, so many of us have these things that we do and we're really good at, and we don't know that we're as good as at them as we think, or we we think we're like, oh, we're not even them. I don't know, but like, there's definitely things, just you know, normal skills that you have that. Um, you could be really good at and you just don't know because you don't know other people how good someone else is at that thing or how much someone else might struggle with something you find really easy. Right. Um, that's pretty interesting. So that kind of leads me to a, a question about kind of, well, 
yeah uh, like what other skills do you have like outside of music or what other skills do you try to kind of work on um and cultivate like that don't have because like i said we you do everything in music so there's lots of skills there but anything outside of that charisma yeah communication people skills uh communication mm-hmm. uh, and then knowing how to run a business yeah that's a good one for sure because that's very important for if anyone in art <laughs> i mean gotta learn how to mm-hmm. run your art like a business yeah. if you want people to hear it that's good 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 uh, skill for sure that's, i definitely try to do that um and i always think about bands as a business in a sense at least because especially because i think you can do run it like a business i mean if you make whatever money you make and put it back into it and kind of keep it once you get that cycle going it makes things a lot easier for when you need money or to record or do uh t-shirts or, and, or whatever so yep very very good skill um because you also well you do outside of music for your career you go to school for um what is it exactly Uh, occupational therapy yeah so you do a lot of work with the public too through that so that probably helps with just you know like you said communication it does very important it's been super helpful yeah um let's see that's very good uh so you're a songwriter how do you come up with song ideas like you're guitar player and singer so that's mostly i assume what you start with but i don't know what what's your typical approach when you sit down and write a new song it kind of just depends like for some songs the music will come first and they'll come to me either as a riff Mm -hmm. or they'll come fully formed or i'll have chords and a rhythm and all that and i'll just write and think kind of structure it fully and then afterwards that's when i'll do lyrics yeah that usually comes last they usually usually comes last that's how i've been writing for years Mm -hmm. but then it's now gotten to the point where i've also done lyrics first yeah so much that that's just coming naturally i can i can see like you might have a really great line or, or a couple of lines that you for lyrics that you come up with and you're like i gotta turn this into a song or i gotta <laughs> at least put it down on paper yeah, or something come back to it at least, least. or yeah because then you could also pull that into a song later exactly that's and good, so good that's point. that's those are the two main ways mm-hmm. that i write songs or i end up getting there right and the process is always i always start with just the rhythm guitar mm-hmm. for everything yeah. even when Get i go the, in and record yeah lay down the song as is mm-hmm. and then that gives everyone else a chance to figure out what they want to do right. with it next. Yeah, if you're going to build it like that. Because, yeah, definitely you want to get the chords. The chord progression, I think, is probably the most important thing. Because even if you don't end up using... Like, you could record a whole rhythm guitar track and record other lots of other stuff on top of it and then take that track out. And then you don't necessarily need it if you don't want it. Exactly. But the, but the bass is still, and it's everything else is built on that chord progression. So that's a trick I haven't ever really tried, but I've thought about it before a lot. Yeah, I've thought about it. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, it's a, it, but like I said, I do that too. It's like if I ever, I don't write a lot of songs, but if I ever have, it's like yeah, you got to come up with the chord progression, 
before I can even do a baseline. I mean, I you're couldn't. sitting there to yourself like, duh. <laughs> I mean, but it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I had to kind of come to that later as a musician because I never wrote songs. I always, I always have a songwriter or someone that does that stuff, and I add on to their stuff. So when I did try to do my own stuff, it's like I. I learned kind of doing chords uh, the cheat way on a computer <laughs> and like have a chord, you know, where it's like you just click and then drag the chords that you want kind of thing and do MIDI. Yep. But it's fun because you can play a lot around with that stuff and not even know how to play chords on a guitar or piano. Exactly. And, uh, that's a fun way to do. I love doing computer kind of music. Um, you've been I guess it's interesting because I think about like how we met on Facebook kind of band music music groups mm -hmm. which I've talked a lot about or I've talked about before I mean I think they're hugely valuable I mean a lot of people probably don't even realize that there's a huge network of musicians on Facebook local musicians that you can get on and trying to look for each other I mean yeah because there's so many people out there that I think want to play music and just don't know Who's looking at yeah, it? Yeah, you don't you don't know. It's like I only you know, all the drummers I knew before I met Jared, it's like they were in other projects. It's like it was impossible to find a drummer. You know, that's usually the hardest <laughs> uh band member to find. It's, um, it's even you can't even do it like the old days where yeah. you put like a van needing a drummer back in like the music center, stores. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they probably still have those, but yeah, people don't. It's not quite the same for sure. So, um, yeah, so we, but that's how we met on Facebook, just because I was posting on there looking for people that want to play music. And But you're also very, I feel like you're always kind of looking for other projects and different people to work with. But how do you, so what are some other ways or how do you meet the musicians and the bands that you end up collaborating with, is there any other kind of tips or, or things that you do with that? Most of the time it's through Facebook mm -hmm. uh, musicians pages that are recruiting musicians or what have you. And then I think I would say about 30% of the time it's, oh, I've been talking to this band member and gotten to know them yeah, and all this. Personally. And they're like, I'm starting this other mm. project and I've been looking for musicians yeah. and everything. And so that's, that's those are the two ways that yeah. I've found all <laughs> the musicians. Yeah, because that's a big thing. I think there's a lot of people that out there that probably want to play music and don't know anyone and don't even know how to really go about that because there's the, the problem really i think is, is especially in the city is there's not a lot of places to go and just meet musicians like if you just want to go like i feel like for comedy it's super easy to meet comedians because there's open mics every there's several open yeah, mics every week <laughs> Yeah, Fairweather, I mean, it's like these ones that we go to, I mean, there's tons and tons. That's a great one just because that community is super fun. And the, I've met musicians through that. We met Krista Marie, our mutual friend now. Like, she's great. Fantastic and, uh, fanta musician. Yeah, fantastic singer. Um, but, yeah, I met her through going to Fairweather Friends. And uh, so that's a great way also. But I wish there were more kind of just, you know, specifically for musicians. I wish there were more open mics. Um like that so you can meet because that's what i've been trying to do with even my 
personal agenda for you know or, or one of the you know reasons i like going is to try to meet musicians and all kinds of creative people because my thing is with a lot of comedians or a lot of artists for sure most artists are also musicians <laughs> you know all, you know in some way so so yeah i'm always looking for new ways to meet musicians specifically because i want to my goal ultimately is to create a big network of musicians and just it's like i it's like oh i'm working on this other project with somebody over here but it's like oh we need a guitar player let me call dante and see if he wants to come record i mean that's kind of where i want to get to yeah with with you know the network so that's uh so yeah i've just noticed that you are always out there meeting people um so yeah I try. I try I to be a social butterfly. Right. Yeah. Like you said, the people skills and kind of, but I think they had definitely the best ways just to meet people in person and to get to know people and become friends with them. And then you said, you said we need a person that writes songs. And I'm like, I know just the guy. Yeah. Right. Cause that's how you write Josh in too. I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I always think about that cause I'll tell people it's like we met, I met Dante. He knew Josh. Josh knew Jared, <laughs> and that's how it goes. And we just all lined up and said, "Let's start a band yeah. called Stolen Tape." <laughs> Which that's been one of the most fun for me personally. That's my it's my dream band as far as the style because it's like I love like garage punk kind of vibe to it. And but then oh, Josh, <laughs> Josh with his casino. That casino sounds yeah. so good when it goes <laughs> punk mode. Yeah, it's like we can, and that's why I like it's you can go into different directions when you could go a harder punk vibe or more ska or something. Or even like, how would we even <laughs> describe our sound? Yeah, so that's oh, I, 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 I go to the basis is like a garage rock band, which is kind of a, like pre-punk almost. I mean, in a way, with this you know '60s like uh, Stooges type. I mean that's the overall sound that I think, and I think Josh. Girl, you really got me new. <laughs> yeah. But Josh definitely is great. He's one of the best as far as writing and specific styles. Like he can write punk songs. He can write country songs. he can write anything you want him to write so like he can write about you know taking that kind of garage rock you know vibe and and so that's kind of where what i would what i usually tell people but it's kind of and people usually will get that right away when you say that if they know what that is yep um but yeah you've because uh, you've written a couple of songs for stolen cable Have they become minute and have they run away yet? 
At least a couple, if not more, I, but two that we've recorded anyways. Um, but what's it like kind of trying to write in that style versus, I guess, your other style? Is it kind of a challenge to push yourself in that way? It, it, it's challenging, especially for stolen cable, because I want to do something big and fancy, but I feel yeah. like the best part of stolen cable was our, our rough simplicity. Mm-hmm. It was like the songs were hard, but you didn't you, you didn't care how simple they were. Yeah, it was like the um, or how many chords there were. It was so uh, trying trying to go be be like okay, let me just keep it here mm -hmm. and here. Right. So yeah, it's probably a challenge in holding yourself back sometimes with that. Yes. Um, uh, and because you're the lead guitar player for that band, which you're not traditionally a lead guitar player, <laughs> so I no, no I know for I know from experience and talking to you that that's been a little bit of a challenge. But I think that you do a great job whenever it, it does hit and you get to the place that you're trying to get to with that. So well, thank you. It's thank been you. fun to to have because it's kind of rare to find a really good lead guitar player. I think overall a lot of people play chords that are non-metal related yeah i guess especially that's a good in point. oklahoma right yeah i mean that so that's kind of tough i don't know I, I knew a guy years ago that was really good um but yeah okay um oh because you also book a ton of shows and that's something i've always noticed which is good i think it's one thing about music i mean you just got to play as much as you can in some senses i think it's there's a downside to that because it's hard to get people to show up if you're playing in the same city too often mm -hmm. um, but you do a lot of out of out of town stuff even like playing in Tulsa you've done a lot of stuff um, how, how do you approach like booking gigs especially out of town gigs but like what are some kind of tips or, or things that you do when it comes to booking Ooh, having a date specifically set right. in mind like, yeah Having a date set, um, also approaching by either you, you they've either got a promoter, which are the you need to go through the promoter mm -hmm. to get a yeah, show. Yeah, that's what they do. Or the booking agent, whoever that may be at so that place. Finding that information out is kind of the number one thing, huh? Just call or mm -hmm. go through uh, go through their websites and look look for the contact. They'll usually have whoever the booking agent mm -hmm. or the promoter is. Or at least an email address specifically for booking, is if they have that. Right. So <laughs> those those would be the best way to start and mm -hmm. look for gigs. Uh, locking them down. Yeah. <laughs> just, have a proper, just have a proper email with the dates that you want in mind. Uh, link your EPK mm -hmm. so they know who you are and get an idea if they want you for the venue. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Ooh, or hopping on another touring band's shows yeah, if they need an opener. That's a good point because I never do. I don't do that enough as far as like reaching out to other bands to try and get on shows. I love one of my favorite things about booking is I'll book a date and um, 
getting to put the rest of the bill together and reaching out to other my friends like hey do you want to play this show with us it's like that's one of my favorite things to do but i never really do the opposite you know where it's like unless i mean there's definitely bands that i know that'll hit me up and be like hey do y'all want to jump on a gig with us but it's like just reaching out to specifically out of town bands or something i don't know it's it's an interesting idea um yeah so but how do you like find some of these venues like i mean what's the kind of best way i mean um to like even find if you've never been to like wichita or kansas city or or something like that google google's the best mm -hmm. just type in uh go type type in around a major city Mm -hmm. and put in um bar with live music or yeah a concert venue or something of that nature and typically mm-hmm. Google is really good at funneling places that have a huge or large music yeah, presence. Yeah, and you can kind of tell which ones just from... Yep, and so make and then make a list, mm-hmm. go through them, find their contact info. That's the long way of doing it. That's <laughs> the way I do it. Yeah. That way there's no places that you could potentially miss yeah, you try in to or get, out of state. Or you try to at least find the ones that you're most interested in doing and not yeah exactly um yeah i think that's a good one uh facebook i always think facebook is a good one for me if i'm looking for stuff like that um and like the musician groups in other cities i think is a good good way to especially even network with other bands in like say you book a show in a city and you need openers go to the facebook groups for that city and see who's active hit up some people there because uh, that's whatever i think it always comes down to like collaboration as far like music music is so weird because there's so many musicians that don't they're almost like anti-collaborative or something i think it makes sense because if you're in a band you're already collaborating with other people in that band but it's like you also have to network with other bands and kind of spread that out mm-hmm. but it's i think people kind of you know don't focus on that part of it as much as the internal collaboration because uh yeah i think it's very competitive too so it's kind of people don't there are definitely a lot of bands that i've met over the years it's like they have no in no interest in even becoming friends with us or you know whatever band i'm in it's like i don't get that at all (laughs) but I don't get but it for me if they don't it's like they do their own thing they're not gonna you know they get a little bit of attention and yeah, the next thing just, you know they're like ooh it's gonna be detrimental in the end um so yeah I think that's a good like you like you said before networking meeting people is very important um so we'll get into some some maybe some deeper stuff sure <laughs> How, uh it's like what why why do you want to be a performer specifically like why like what is it i think about performing or or writing songs and expressing yourself through lyrics and music and performance what what is it that draws you to that (laughs) the feeling of being on stage Mm -hmm. and singing when you enjoy singing and singing songs that you wrote or singing songs that some of your favorite artists yeah even doing you do a lot of covers covers. Mm -hmm. yeah it's 
it's an indescribable feeling. Yeah, so I you, agree. <laughs> you do it for that. Yeah. You always do it for that. I think most musicians can feel that way unless they, you know, have like a fear of yeah, stage fright, you know. It's it's tough to get over, but for all the other musicians, it's mm-hmm. the feeling of being on stage and playing those songs. Yeah, just kind of sharing the things you work so hard for or working so hard. Music is an art, so you're mm-hmm. sharing your art with someone yeah. just like uh, painters mm-hmm. and sculptors and glass artists at these art shows. Yeah, you just know. anything, right. It's just a different form of art, and it's we love performing live. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of the most fun. To me, music is just, it's nothing like it. It's specifically performance because it, it's almost, it almost, it really doesn't even exist. It's a moment in time and it only, <laughs> that's why I think I'm obsessed with like capturing it or trying to capture stuff like that. I mean, I record, when we play music, I record Yeah, if you capture, if you capture a video of that specific performance, <laughs> yeah. that specific night, that's yeah. the only performance that I mean, was that's what it like is. And that it's, one. Yeah, and yeah, each time it could be, you know, even if you do the same set, which even as bands, right, like we always change our sets up you always. Know, pretty, you know, regularly. You gotta and, check out the city and the occasion. <laughs> uh, right. Which city listens to which song? Right, most? yeah, so... But yeah, even if it's the exact same set, it won't be the exact same experience um, necessarily. And like, so yeah, I think there's something special about it. Because a painting, like if you buy a painting, it does physically exist in the real world. I mean, you can look at it, you could revisit it and, and look at it whenever you want. But with a performance, you can't really do that unless it's on a video or whatever. Yeah, and then it gets turned into I mean, an but, NFT. Yeah, right. It just, yeah, it's something very special about performance performing music for me it's been yeah i can't not do it it's crazy it's like i think that a lot of people once you once you start performing you get a bug and you you it's like a drug you have to go back and you know get more of it or whatever. can't like, you can't take it out of you can't I take mean, the music yeah. out of a person uh that's a great answer uh what so yeah i guess this is kind of the same thing but um well, I guess, I mean, kind of a follow-up, but what do you what do you love about performing? I mean, like, anything specific, I guess, when it comes to specifically performing. Watching people dance to your yeah, music. move, and yeah. Dance to your music, shake their head to <laughs> your music. Tap their foot. Even. Tap their foot. <laughs> it just, it's, it's an incredible thing to see. Mm, yeah. Cool. Makes you go, ah, this yeah. was definitely kind worth of a it. Reassurance. Reassurance that the mm-hmm. what I wrote was mm-hmm. a vibe. That was yeah. the vibe that Making, they were looking for. That's why I think a lot about with music is music is literally vibrations. It's it's sound waves that and you feel vibrations in your body, you know, in your nervous system and your skin and everything. So it's literally makes you feel something whenever those notes um, come towards you. Mm-hmm. So if you can make somebody want to, you know, say yes and <laughs> move up, you know, that's a great. They get that itch. Yeah, I love that. Um, how do you? What What other things? Are there any other ways you express yourself, like outside of music and writing songs, like self-expression? Do you do anything else creative as far as just? as a hobby i used to draw but yeah. i don't do that much anymore um other ways to express myself oh uh bodybuilding oh, okay I'm getting a lot into Work bodybuilding yeah. and because i'm like wow 
I can actually turn my body yeah. into a piece of art. You like can, you pictures can, of bodybuilders, mm -hmm. not like the gross ones, but like <laughs> Mike Menser and Arnold and all these mm -hmm. guys. Tom Platts, you see them, they look like Greek statues. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to try yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if you see something and you want to be like that, I mean, you can do that. You have control over your body in a way, like as if you do the right things and go to the gym and eat right and, and take care of yourself. Exactly, and it's, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to maintain <laughs> that, to, to get up to that point and look like the way right. they do without, you know, yeah. like taking the easy road. Human, yeah, <laughs> human growth hormone. Yeah. But even with that, I think, I mean, obviously you don't want to do uh, anything dangerous, but there are a lot of things like supplements and things that you can do, like supplements and things like that that you can do to help with energy and stuff like that even, and uh, at least su support your efforts. <laughs> so, but yeah, obviously you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt you and you have to talk to your doctor about all that stuff if you, if you want to get into that, right. anything like that. Um, yeah, that's a good answer because that's something I've known about you. You wanted to, you know, always, I think. Well, it's, it's only been recent in yeah. like the last year. It's but, like, wow, I want to look like that. Mm -hmm. So I've just been trying yeah, to go. Trying to go towards it. Two to sure. three times a week, kind of do Mike Mincer's training, high yeah. intensity for like an hour, pound the protein and yeah, uh, the pr mm -hmm. carbs when you get home. Yeah build up that mass and it's been it's been working <laughs> that's good yeah if you're seeing results because uh for, that's something for me i remember when we first met i remember a random memory i had but you would just, i think you'd come over and like he's like yeah i'm going to the gym later or something and i'm like oh i, I remember being it's like because i was interested in to being more active and i still haven't gone to uh, join a gym or anything i just think it's uh, that's not really the way I want to I feel like the best way for me to get fit I mean I have found really good ways of I'll go and walk for like four or five miles three times a week <laughs> which yeah. has been huge and huge for mental mental health and just getting outside and getting sun but just yeah helping me slim down and eating better and and uh yeah you look great yeah thanks I've been doing doing recently I've been getting into some resistance bands like yeah, doing YouTube uh, YouTube kind of personal trainer videos and just doing it at home and buy the resistance bands and you do circuit training like it'll be like 30 minute exercises or 30 minute session kind of uh, uh, or whatever they're called like videos and then you do the movements and you use your resistance and there's different weights of or not weights but resistance strengths of the bands and they're cheap I mean they're like 20 bucks for a set yep and they're way better i feel like than even weights because it's just it's just your natural simple, yeah. strength you're fighting and they're against. simple you don't have to like you know do a bunch of reps of like you know lifting weights you're just you're doing different movements and working different um muscle groups with the bands i think it's been really fun and that's something i don't do enough of i'm doing more and more because it's winter and i can't get outside as much so I'm starting to, I'm going to try to do that three times a week uh, for the next few months and hopefully I can get some mass going too because <laughs> I mean that's something that uh, that I've thought a lot about too. I think I think most people, all, we all want to look better physically, right? I mean. Or at least physically feel better. Yeah, definitely feel better. That's been a huge thing for me, the energy levels that I've gained from, from exercising more. 
my legs are so much heavier than they used yeah. to be. I can <laughs> notice it when I walk around. I'm like, man, my legs yeah, are really heavy. A little different for sure. That's good. Um, yeah, that's a good. That was a good topic because I, I hadn't even thought about that. As far as I want to get more into like physical and mental health and stuff on this podcast, but. Uh, I like to hear that, especially because, like I said, you're always very health conscious to, from when I've known you. It's hard to play when you're sick or yeah. hard, hard to play when you're mentally, spiritually exhausted, mm-hmm. you know? That's a huge thing. I and think. musicians, do we do this to ourselves. Yeah. We relentlessly sure. run ourselves into the ground with effort and work. I think, yeah. And they for, forget to take care of themselves if they even know how. Right. I think for music, a lot of us struggle with energy to do, you know, play music and do because it's like most musicians and artists you know unfortunately don't make enough or anything off of the art we make so we have to have full-time jobs and most of us have families and stuff that you also have to worry about so it's like that takes up so much energy and then you try to come home at the end of the day and and create a song or practice and you're exhausted, so it's because it because it takes mu- mm-hmm. it takes muscles and, right. and lots of precision to yeah. play an instrument. Right? Yeah, so you, it's you can't be you can't be exhausted because I've even run into that recently where I'm you know wearing myself out you know doing all kinds of stuff which I'm grateful for. I think I've been having a lot of fun being busy, but also I'm trying to rehearse and it's you know getting late. I'm just practicing by myself usually or even at rehearsal, but I'm just like tired and it's like noticeably not playing as accurately as I should be because I'm just running myself too too much so puts a new spin on uh, <laughs> the mind is willing but the body isn't right yeah yeah that's a good point because that is how I feel a lot <laughs> like I always feel like even at the it'll be like last night I'm always exhausted on Fridays because it's Friday at the end of the week and then it'll be like 9 10 p.m. I'm sitting here like just absolutely drained and worn out and i'm like oh i need to like go and get the podcast stuff set up <laughs> i'm like no don't just not. <laughs> no but it's like i did but i didn't need to but that's where my mind goes even when yeah. i'm like yeah. exhausted i'm just like oh i gotta do this and this and it's like no i don't i can do it tomorrow I'll you're be like fine. nope done get that out of my face yeah I don't so that's been a, a struggle for me just trying to you know let myself relax more i mean i i don't have a trouble being lazy and not doing anything for uh, <laughs> a whole day if i can but also it's i can kind of be on the flip side of that often uh well yeah that's a good like i said good great advice as far as just taking care of your physical health because that's a huge once you get you start dropping some pounds and you feel better and get more active you can have way more energy to do all this stuff and mm-hmm. and even performing i mean performing live takes a ton of energy i know for sure because my work schedule is so messed up that i will wake up at two three in the morning to go to work on a friday and then i might go to bed at 1 a.m if we're playing a show that night mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like dead dog tired so i can understand that being the uh being a little f- more physical f- physically and mentally fit is a massive bonus or massive uh benefit to to being able to do that one more question always in the podcast with this question 
Um, but what is the biggest challenge that you and other musicians, like other people that are that you see and know and work with, uh, what is the the challenge that you see is is we're all facing and what advice would you have to or what things do you do to overcome that challenge specifically for any younger people that like are getting into music or trying bands to get bands gatekeeping other bands yeah that's by not right. giving them any information about who the promoter right. and who the booking agent or uh, any anyone yeah, who's helpful tips in that. <laughs> like that is bands who gatekeep mm -hmm. like that are just not helping any other bands out i mean yeah if you have that info and you and you know you apply there you ask them if you could play there or whatever and you get rejected well at least they could have decided for themselves if the band that you basically told meh get out of here mm -hmm. you know? yeah could like have been that. different yeah i think that's a huge one because could have had more options there's a lot of people, I mean, there's everyone, all of us can be doing more to help each other in these things because no, nobody, uh, something I've realized recently is none of us know what's going on. <laughs> I don't care what, if you think, I think, I, but I think that the point is that we all have self-doubt, no matter how confident someone looks or, you know, you think someone is, they're all, you know, we all struggle with the same things. With we all, something, right. Yeah, so I think that there's so much to be, you know, we could all benefit if we shared more and communicated more with what, especially our struggles. But, um, yeah, every time I've every time a band has asked me for information, yeah, I give it to yeah. them. I'm like, I'll let the I'll let the venue and right. the promoter decide if they don't want you. Mm -hmm. It's like not you don't me. have to. Yeah. I'm not the deciding. You're factor. not the one saying, oh, you're not good enough. So I, you know, you don't deserve to even try. I think that's terrible. The... Right, and leave that leave that up to the mm -hmm. promoter to say that to the band, yeah. not other bands. When right. you could just be like, yeah, here. Yeah, here I think that's a good thing because, like, like I said before, there's uh, in my experience, there's been tons of bands that I've I've worked with or played shows with that just don't even give you the time of day. You know, if they don't know you or aren't familiar with you at all, it's like that's it's like I think that we should all be more open and more helpful especially to a newer band you know it's like a young you know young kids and stuff that are trying to get out there and do stuff yep it's like they need the encouragement i think that uh more than the rest of us yeah do. <laughs> it's like yeah because i mean i think everybody could benefits from more encouragement because it's like that's how you know it's so easy to give up I think doing this because it's hard. It's so much work to. It's so much work. People don't <laughs> realize not... that when you don't have the proper connections already, mm -hmm. it's twice as much work. Right. So yeah, it's like if we could all try to give our give uh, somebody a hand up, man, that that could go a long way. So I think a lot of people are afraid of you know this market for music is not great here. I I say this all the time. Like this, I think that live music is 
not supported well in Oklahoma City, specifically Oklahoma City. Like Norman and Tulsa are different, I think. They love local yeah, bands. But something about Oklahoma City, it's not been great. So they they only want bands from yeah, out of state. Yeah, typically. it yeah. seems like it. But or you know maybe more specific like country music that that probably does very well here, which it's, is great. That, that <laughs> but dirt, it's, yeah. yeah. So it, and that's fine. But it's like for us that don't to do rock or other genres, it's very hard. But yeah, unless you're doing fifth wave emo. Yeah, maybe. some you know maybe yeah the younger generations are probably into more uh specific or different stuff but um but yeah i think that there's a lot of fear for other bands that like are um worried about new bands coming in and taking the gigs or something i don't know but yeah i think that it's i think we all if we all help each other we can make this scene better if there's more musicians getting better opportunities and more you know I don't know. I think that's the way to solve that issue as far as, you know, that's kind of why uh, one of the reasons I want to do this podcast and get these, you know, talk to people about this stuff is because I want to make the community better. I want to make everyone better so that we can all have more opportunities and have better opportunities and actually make money doing this stuff. I mean, yes, that's the best it's the most important part. By the way, <laughs> our show in February, it's going to be February 23rd at the Resonator in Norman. Yeah. We're going to be playing with the Social Contract, Land of Roz, and Oklahoma's own Limp Wizards. Nice. That's a great lineup. That's going to be a great show. I, I know a lot of those. I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of those bands, all of those bands, frankly, so it'll be... And I love the Resonator. That's something. I know we've played there. It's one of the cable. best venues in Oklahoma. Yeah, they're super cool. I love I love them because they're a great art art gallery workshop. They support <laughs> they do local musicians. Venue. Always. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Always. And um, but yeah, thanks for coming on and talking to me about your art. I'm glad I've been trying. We've been trying to do this for a month or two. I told you months ago. I was like, life, life gets busy. Yeah, though. Life and always it, and gets busy. But I'm glad we finally got to do it. And because uh, I think that you're a very talented, motivated musician. That's a rare thing, I think. And in, in, in my opinion, that's something I'm always looking for is that well, thank you, the sir. talent and the motivation. It's like a lot of times you have one or the other. <laughs> yeah, motivation <laughs> and then you can do anything. Right, yeah, which I mean, I think motivation is the most important thing because you can, you can have a you know not as much natural talent and if you're highly motivated you can still do whatever you want to do if you want to play the kazoo better than yeah. anyone else you can, you can do, do it yeah so uh, i'm always appreciative of that and seeing how, how hard you work at you know everything that you do so i'm happy to to know you and happy to have you on the podcast and talk about your art so well, thank you i've, I've yeah. been excited thanks for coming heck yeah um and we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back with some upcoming events. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I think that was great. Uh, All right. <clears throat> so, wanted to talk to you all about the upcoming events. Let's see, uh, looks like we've got the second Friday Norman Art Walk on Friday.
Friday, December 8th from 6 to 9 p.m. I've uh, been out there once before last year. I really love the Norman Main Street. It's a great street to hang out at and check out. There's lots of restaurants and, and art galleries and music venues. So if you've never been out there to the Norman Art Walk, uh, come check it out Friday. It should be a nice day weather-wise, hopefully. Um, but they're gonna have a lot of cool stuff, art galleries and all of all kinds will be uh, showing art, but one thing specifically I wanted to shout out, we talked about the resonator a little bit earlier, but they're having a, a unique event um, they call Print Print Boom, Friday, December 8th from 6 to 10 p.m. And it's gonna be at Resonator on Main Street, which is a fantastic art gallery and community art space. They have a lot of workshops and things like that. Um, so check them out. But check them, check them out on Friday. They're going to have a, a special event that will feature amazing tabling artists live printing, a DJ spinning fresh beats, a giant kaleidoscope to wow your senses, and a visit from Krampus. So go check them out. They're gonna have some people doing some printing live uh, from all over the country. So it'll be an interesting thing to check out for free I think you don't pay to get in so if you're looking for something to do Friday uh, check them out that's second Friday Norman art walk and then looks like uh, Sunday December 10th is another art walk here in Oklahoma City live on the plaza uh, will be this Sunday December 10th they move their art walk in summertime hours. It's usually on Friday. In the winter, they move it to Sunday afternoon. So it starts at 12 p.m. on Sunday. And um, please go check out the plaza. They're gonna be having uh, some people out there doing art things and showcasing art. Let's see, also Sunday in Lawton, Oklahoma. There is a free comedy show Sunday, December 10th. Uh, the doors open at 6.30 at Avenue Tattoo Studio in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, that's 1126 Northwest Cash Road in Lawton, Comedy Avenue, inside Avenue Tattoo Studio. There will be free eggnog and Christmas cookies. And that show features Will Davis, Brandon Kilo, Nick Campbell, and Leo Mendes. All friends of the show and great comedians. So if you're out in Lawton or around that area, go check out a free comedy show inside a tattoo studio because that'll be super fun. It's gonna have our own Nick Campbell and we love Nick so we're excited to for him to do some shows in other cities and spread his wings um, <laughs> there's a special event going on 
Tuesday, December 12th at Whiskey Barrel. Uh, it is the birthday bash comedy show of Dennis Maley, a.k.a. the Granny Freak. And that will feature Anna Rhodes, Kelly Hilburn, Marquita and Letty, Megan Grace, Miss Kitty, and Vanna Hightower. And it's going to be at the Trellis Whiskey Barrel in Oklahoma City. It's at 4120 Newcastle Road, Trellis Whiskey Barrel. Uh, you can come claim a three-minute guest roast spot for Dennis. Dennis is a very funny comedian. I've seen him perform lots of times out at uh, Fairweather Friends open mic and other mics, and uh, he's very funny, very good guy. It's going to be at Whiskey Barrel Saloon. Um, put on by Miss Kitty, who we love here, and she does a great job with the comedy community and helping young comedians get better and and do lots of great things. So uh, come out, have some cake, and roast the Granny Freak on his birthday. All right, so that's it. Everyone, we had a great time, great show. Thanks for watching and listening to my conversation with Dante. We're sorry Nick couldn't be here this week, but he'll be back next week. And we hope to have another special guest. Um, so everyone, thanks for watching. Uh, you can email us at rhythmandwit at gmail.com. Lines are wide and clear. We'll take your emails, your questions, your comments, and we'd love to read them. So please email us. I want to get the community more involved. I think the people are starting to get involved on social media. So, and you can DM us on social media if you want to say anything and we'll read it if you want us to read it uh yeah so hit us up and thanks for watching um we hope you have a great day peace